0: Give me the green light give me just one no I'm ready to go right now I'm ready to go right now Cause I'm ready to go welcome everyone to episode 81 of the Greenlight podcast this will be the saddest podcast that i record uh, i'm sure ian is sad because he's a basketball fan but excited because he's a virginia fan and who knows man who knows what happens uh coach k is retiring um would, I would just
1: like, before you get started, I would just, the only, my only two senses, I think this could quite possibly be the most anticipated green light Pod episode of all time. Quite possibly. Now, not to say there's a whole season ahead of us, but the day was coming. What is Paul was, O'Connor's
0: prediction? I thought we had one to two more for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think about the timing? You know, like... I, I, I'm not shocked that he's going to do a farewell tour. Um, great. You know, I'm sure it'll get annoying by like mid-year like it did with when
1: Jeter A thousand percent. A did thousand but, percent. Um,
0: you know, I mean, Jeter was batting like his last year, like fucking like 250 and he was getting all these awards. It's <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was we- tough. It,
1: it It was tough. I don't know. I mean. The timing of it was interesting. I think it was probably the right timing. Uh, I think it was far enough removed from the last season that obviously did not go well, uh, and far enough in advance that like we kind of p- were prepping before. I mean, I'm glad it, this wasn't like September one, or I'm glad this was like October one. I mean, for but the, and and honestly, I think the best thing they could have ever done was na- and we'll get into this. Obviously, was naming Shire pretty much immediately the next coach. So there wasn't that time for who's it going to be, who's it going to be and that stress and all the questions that would come with it. I thought that was done perfectly timing wise. The only thing that's interesting to me and it's not, I don't want to say it's like one upping Roy, but it almost kind of took the steam away from Roy retiring and then just knowing K though is going to have a whole nother year. Cause I, I wish that Roy had another year. I wish they, yeah. it would
0: have been nice if they went out the same. And and then that, I mean, could you imagine those Duke UNC games the last year? Like
1: it's I, already going to be the most, the, the probably the most expensive college there. basketball ticket of all time. Yeah. Um, and I believe the way the schedule works out. I think the last game of the season last year was at UNC. So yeah. this one should be at Duke, yeah. which is just, storybook and i mean you can pretty much chalk up a w for duke on that date heading into the acc tournament but i that was my only thing with timing wise was um and i don't know maybe roy is not a type of guy that would ever have done that to begin with but it almost made me a little bit sad of like wait roy just ended in a pandemic year k is going to get this entire year to basically have roses like Roy
0: was forced out he easily could have done this
1: he could have. And I, I wish he just gave it one more go. And I honestly, I wish he'd be like, Hey, Hubert, let's take a pause one year. Let me just ride this one out one last time as well. That was the only thing that was weird because we got the Roy announcement a couple months ago and then K it came now. Um, well, I think I'm, you're right.
0: You're spot on in terms of they did it the right way. Now, whether you, but we'll get into whether or not we think Shire was the right guy, but the way that they did it was perfect because it eliminated any doubt and literally, they have a guy on campus this weekend. So as, really, really? Wow. Oh yeah. I think his name's derek Whitehead. Um, and anyway, so they have a guy on campus and there was no doubt in between of who's going to be. It was just like, no, Shire's the guy. We're going to have the press conference. We're ripping the bandaid off. And now you can just begin because there's been all these quotes and articles of, of kids that they're recruiting. They don't have one kid committed for the they're class not. of 2022. So, you know, they got to get going here. Um, And now they can, you know, like
1: that's, I read, I think, I mean, you obviously were deeper in this than me. I didn't watch the entire press conference or anything or read every quote, but I think I read something where Kay said he was starting to get uncomfortable recruiting these kids, knowing in the back of his mind, he's not going to be there and just wanting to be upfront with them, which I do commend him for. And I, I, I think that's, um, that's the fair and that's the right way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, did he talk about it all? Like when he actually fully said that, like in his mind, this is the year or like, he's like, I got to draw the line. Like, was there a moment? Was there a time?
0: No, not really. Because, uh, you know, a lot of these reporters or like stories are coming out now that are like, you know, coach is tired of the, the, you know, he didn't want to deal with NIL and the game mm-hmm. changing. And I'm like, dude, the guy has been coaching since 1980, whatever. Like he's seen the game change thirty times, so it's not. Exactly. that. You know, I don't think. Like, yeah,
1: there. Shoot, there was there even a three point line like when he started. Like
0: no, there wasn't. So I know. Like,
1: I get. I'm not comparing the transfer portal to three point line, but like no, but I get. But, it, we are entering a new age, and that's what everyone says about Roy too. I would put way more stock in Roy saying that as being than Kay because look, K changed his entire model yeah. and philosophy. Yeah. Ten years ago, yeah. um, by going with the one dumb moment, so I don't. I, I get that to a degree, but I don't think that was like
0: no, he, he is saw great. a bunch
1: of players join the transfer portal. I, I, don't, I don't think that um, uh, in any of these guys that just threw their name in the transfer portal and then he's like, "Oh, this is it. It's the last draw." I can't no, see that. Man.
0: He, he, he. You know what it was? He got all of his hips replaced, all of his knees replaced under that Duke uh, healthcare system, and then he's going to retire. I mean, the guy's seventy-five years old. He's yeah. half metal at this point. I mean, he's got literally, I mean, he's
1: met him. Yeah. And they've honestly, and I think, and we'll get into this once again with Shire. I think they're prepared for this is when I was working a lot of these recruiting events in the UIBL a few years ago, there were plenty of times where he wasn't even out in the road himself then because he was getting a hip replaced or he was having knee surgery right. and they would send Nolan was, wasn't like the ops guy at the time. And they would, t- so they could have through on the road, they would put Nolan out there obviously instead of coach K. And I mean, he has, he's, the fact that he has been able to make it this far um, is is a testament to himself. Now, granted, do I still think that maybe he uh, there's a couple of pass outs on the floor and a couple of these things a little dramatized? We're gonna save that for another day. Okay. And is it dramatized when Roy does it? That's fair. Very fair. Um, Roy does would, it
0: ten times a fucking year. Coach K does it one time and always.
1: exactly. My point being, he he has had legitimate health things that he's had yeah. to take care take care of. And I think maybe honestly, because of that, especially in the offseason, we'll get into Shire about how he's recruiting guys and how he's at the forefront. Um, I think they are more prepared for it than it seems like. Obviously, Duke was way, way more prepared. Even though UNC hired Hubert pretty quick, there was a lot of discussion.
0: There was a certain, yeah, mean, yeah. Is it yeah, Wes yeah.
1: Miller? Is it this? Is it Mark Few? Like there was an unknown. Even though it happened, the hire happened quicker than most hirings happen. Duke was like, no, we're not even letting that be an option. Which I I think is the way it should have been done from day one. And, and, and kudos to, uh, to Duke for going that because they literally just announced they just hired their new athletic director. And it was like, Nope, like we're not even like getting her in a position where she has to answer any of these questions. We're going right into this coach. K has made his decision.
0: Support for the green light podcast is brought to you by manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GREENLIGHT at manscaped.com. Listen, fellas, we've all been there. We've tried to trim down there using a million different things. Stop it. Go with Manscaped. It's the easiest one. Your balls will thank you. Again, 20% off, free shipping with the code GREENLIGHT at manscaped.com.
1: Okay,
0: so let's jump into Shire. Um, Chicago kid, 2010 national champion. You know, he has that freak accident with his eye. You know, remember when he only played for like two years professionally, he gets that freak accident with his eye. He can't play anymore. Comes back to Duke and starts coaching um, probably in 2013-ish, somewhere around there.
1: Um, but- no, he started with Duke in 2014. 14, okay. So, so he played for Rio Grande Valley Vipers in 2011, Maccabi Tel Aviv 11 and 12, and Gran Canaria in Spain in the Liga ACB from 2012 to 2013. Came back to Duke at, in 2014. Um, and it was been assist until 2018 and then 2018 was promoted to associate head coach once, uh, Cable. once Capel left for Pitt.
0: Yeah. So look, we all, I think even before we get in Shire, everyone in the world knew it was going to be a Duke guy who got, who was the successor to coach Gag. There was no, unless, unless someone like Brad Stevens, I don't even think they would have hired a few. I really don't. The, no, it, I don't think it was so. was going to go to a dude. It was going to go to, I don't Duke think
1: Duke, a few, Duke, yeah, a few, they're not moving away from the K mold. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah, maybe, but even then it was coach K's decision. It was no one else's not the president, not the AD, not the board of trustees. It was Michael's decision. He wanted shot. Now
1: he's only been doing
0: it for seven, eight years, but he's had a pretty ridiculous run on the recruiting trails and guys like Goodman and Dowster, they always like to say, I'm, I'm always curious about this, like where that comes from, but they always like to say Shire's the guy, you know, and it's not just for Duke, yeah. it's, for, it's for all the schools across the country. Yeah. You know, if it's Florida or whatever, this assistant is the guy running the show, running this mm-hmm. recruiting, this recruit. So he has really been responsible. And you have the list. I want you to run through the names of the guys yeah. that like he's getting credit for. Now I'm not saying the other assistants didn't do anything. Everyone helps. But that this is the list. So run, run, run.
1: Yeah, and we'll just—I'll leave the secondary ones out. I'll say just the one. And this is—and granted, like twenty-four-seven, I say is a reliable source. But this is what they're listing. as he was the primary recruiter on? I'll start a little out of order, but the number one, the best person, which I think of any of them, is Jason Tatum. That in itself um, shows you've got you've got your chops. Um, Frank Jackson, Derek Thornton, Alex O'Connell, Joey Baker, uh, Cam Reddish, Matthew Hurt. Vernon Carey, Mark Williams, uh, DJ Stewart, Jeremy Roach, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Blakes, Trevor Keels, AJ Griffin, Paolo Banchero. The one thing I just want to note with that is if you look at it, yeah, like there are a few, and there's, they say a secondary with Zion. He was secondary with um, even Luke Kennard. Some of those, if you look at basically everyone they're getting now, as as soon as Capel left, it's like, this is going to be a Shire guy. And you look at all the guys that are on, currently on the roster, um, you look at Mark Williams, Stewart, Roach, obviously Jalen Johnson, but um, Jalen Blakes, Trevor Keels, A.J. Griffin, Palo Banchero, like that's their roster. And if he's their main guy, the, best, the biggest thing I think they got from this hire, the best word I can put this in is just cohesion. Is, they, yeah. this, is this is a cohesive hire. It was transitioning exactly how we're running it now into the future. Um, Now I'm sure there's maybe one or two things that Shire tweaks, but I thought this was the hire is made of, okay, the current guys you have the cycles with, the current guys that are there, the guys that are coming in, you're not shaking anything up.
0: Yeah. And I think the first opportunity he will have to shake things up is when Kay retires in a year, who does he hire for that third assistant spot? You know, because Nate James is gone at Austin P. I think if I remember Yep,
1: correctly. Austin P. Nate James. Um,
0: so they still have Chris Carrowell. Carowell. Nolan Smith got bumped up. So who does he hire in in for that third assistant spot? Will it be another Duke guy who just wants to get in? Will it be someone completely random? Who knows?
1: What was interesting, and I don't know if I put any credence in this, but like right now, there's no one on the coaching staff. There's no one listed as well. Let's see. Is there anyone? Maybe it's just. I'm just looking. If I go to the coaching staff, no one's listed as their ops guy or the video guy, unless I'm just looking. In I the don't wrong think spot.
0: they ever list the video guy. I really don't.
1: Um, and, I don't and so, they ever have. And and the uh, and so the deal with um, with that or uh, personally, I think it, that I thought was really interesting. There's rumors or whatever that maybe a Johnny Dawkins comes back in an assistant role. Like, oh. would he do that for the program? Like a guy with head coaching experience where kind of – not like – I don't want to say it's the same as Michigan, Jawan Howard, um, and the situation they have with um, – why am I blanking on St. Joe's coaching? But um, – Phil Martelli. Phil Martelli. So they brought in Phil Martelli, and it's yeah, kind of wow. a guiding force. But it's – I think it was Goodman that said, is like there are rumors about Dawkins because he's so loyal to the program. Yeah, he loves UCF, but his brother – his son's gone. He – like, would he do this – to but also then I think then it's, it's not a, I don't say a power struggle, but I don't I think, I don't think he need I don't think Shire needs it, but it would be interesting to see if like one of a Wojo like, or a, I don't see that either. I'm, I'm happy you um, brought it up.
0: I can't see Wojo coming back.
1: That would be pretty tough for Wojo to be on Shire's staff. That would be really weird. But after coaching him and probably recruiting him, honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Wojo, yeah, he's got too much ego for all that. Like, there's just no way, no way.
1: Uh, what were your thoughts about the other two names that were dropped out there um, besides Shire, uh, which was Dawkins and Tommy Amaker? I were mean, you surprised was, no one else was brought up in that mix? or you Yeah, I'm surprised?
0: surprised that you didn't hear more Cable. I'm surprised yeah. because that had always been mine. I was always like, yeah, Cable
1: was your number one.
0: Number one. I was like, I want Cable coming back. Uh, the dude knows how to do it. Uh, he's done it. And uh, I want him to keep doing it. Uh, and so he, he hasn't been as successful at it. And I think the same things we all said for Shire of like seamless transition, like that all would have been the same for pretty much any of them. Not, maybe not amateur, but capable. I mean, he's only been gone for three years. Like you bring in a Dawkins and an amateur. That's a little bit of a different beast. Now you have the nostalgia. They've been there for a while. They played there, but like, you know, it's different. It's just a different thing. So you know, I don't know. I, I also have not dug into like what con. I don't even know if his contract's out there yet. You know, did he get five mm-hmm. tracks? Did he get five years? I don't think. This- I don't
1: think, well, no, we never know. Cause they're private and they don't have to, I don't think they ever will. Like no one knows what coach K exactly makes. Um, so. Yeah, they, I, I yeah literally I think
0: when you, the only thing that they have to, um, well, no, he, he's the, they know that he's the second highest paid coach behind CalPAR. It's like seven mil, but again,
1: I, no, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's more like that's yeah, like but his
0: salary, like from Duke, yes. I, I forget how they do it, it's only like a mil, and then I don't know, it's
1: and then the total, exactly. Well, even a lot of these coaches are the same way, it's like because they can only, yeah, maybe like 500
0: or 000, just yeah. eat, or a, someone's
1: writing a check for yep. it, whatever. exactly. It's it's yeah, like their schools now, which I think is the wildest thing, is. That they're naming not only like they're naming like the office door, they're naming like the title of head coach after a family, like the Paul O'Connor Ohio or the Apollo o'connor head men's basketball coach, Jeff Bowles. Like, what, a, what, what,
0: what a flex that would be?
1: Absolutely, like, massive flex. And they like reference that in their like press conferences and things, like, there's which is wild, but you're right, like, there. This is all like their checks being written by donors. Former like former players alumni all that stuff yeah. that's all going into multiple places and once again why a lot of the rumors are where's that money being funneled and who knows but
0: well, so let's let's end it with um it's just sad man like even you sad. even you I like, know
1: hundred percent yeah. because all yeah. it
0: really means is we're getting old like that's what that means like holy shit I can't believe I was I was flabbergasted yeah. first of all my phone just like when um, Oh, you got drawn against Virginia. That's how my phone was. And I didn't see it. And so I got a text from a dude I used to work with in New York and it said, stay calm. It will be OK. And I was like, no fucking way. Because there was some like brief rumors a couple a couple days yep. before on Twitter. Nothing substantial but brief. And I was like, dude, no way. Like, yeah, he'll do it in a year or two. And then, I mean, it, that was tough. That was a sad day.
1: Yeah, men. No, I know. I could tell. I mean, I could tell from talking and I know like it, it is and like I I can't stand UNC. I can't stand Duke. I grew up, though, like you think about it. We weren't even there. We weren't even alive at the beginning of his career. Oh,
0: but we we were born. We oh,
1: were barely even alive. Like obviously, like the early, like Hurley, Grant Hill, like those days. Like, I, I mean, what my my first memory, one of my first memories, um, the, Virg- the first Virginia team I latched onto was like, oh, one. Um, with Roger Mason, Travis Watson, which at the time was like one of the best, like only tournament teams I'd had until the Tony Bennett area era. And then I remember them playing against this powerhouse Duke team and you've got Jay Williams, you've got Sheldon Williams, you've got Dunleavy, you've got, um, all these dudes. And, 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 obviously then do the JJ Redick years. And I'll never forget like going to these games. And there was just this mystique, even that like, this was before this is, I guess, after even before he'd won that, uh, the, uh all these additional titles, um there's this mystique. there's where I honestly the
0: think that's when truly
1: no it, the it cute
0: mystique me. was like born ninety-nine two thousand one.
1: I think that and then JJ kind of put it into one player almost like this is like representative, like you had those teams that was a collective team, and then it kind of just swarmed into into JJ, and then it kind of just shifted. They went those little that little rough patch, and right. then obviously Shire, Shire and Nolan came in. And they were like the almost like capped off the like, kind of went back though it went back to like I that. I think the 2010 team and that 2001 2000 team those are those are those are the similar ones and then after that then it's like now the now era this new decade of Duke basketball I yep. think you have these different things I obviously like that's why you as well like when you became a fan and that I just felt like and obviously you and UNC you've been through um, multiple coaches since then it's been K like this has been. Yeah. It's been And the one thing I, I will give Mark Titus and Tate credit. They, they said this is as the great positive thing though, I think, take waves, everyone knocks, oh, college basketball is dead. College basketball is like college basketball, even when Coach K does step away, it shows that no nothing is no one is bigger than college basketball. As big as he is as big as it gets, and you said maybe John Wooden is on that level. He'll step away, but Duke will still be Duke and to, like Duke will still be Duke. And that's because of like, and his legacy will always be his legacy, but yeah. he's built, the, he has built the most prominent and like, I don't want to just completely praise them, but it, he has built the most prominent basketball program or one, a one B by himself, essentially, yeah. I would say.
0: I know, man, it's crazy. It's going to be, uh, I'm sure nauseating for 99% of uh, people out there. I think for me, it's just going to be weird. Like we got to go to MSG. They play Gonzaga. They play Kentucky and Gonzaga early in the season. I don't think both are at MSG. I think Gonzaga is and maybe Kentucky's at Brooklyn or something, but we got to go to one. I mean, I have yes. to see a coach one more time. I will, spe- I'm, I will splurge. It helps I- that
1: I live 10 minutes from, from Cameron Indoor, but yeah. the other, uh, the exactly. other thing, I mean, that might be the hard, those might be the yeah. hardest ones yeah. to get into. Exactly. Yeah. Get All right, so. So we'll see. But I mean, the interesting thing for me with all this, and I, I'm curious is for you as a Duke fan, does this change your expectations for this team for the year? Do, are you holding yourself? Are you holding this team to a higher standard? Like we have to, especially coming off, not making the tournament. Like one has to be a tournament. Two, does it have to be a sweet 16? Does it have to be an ACC tournament title? Does it have to be a regular season? Like, does that change your expectation or your goals, or your hopes at all?
0: uh no man i don't think so i mean how can it right like we don't know anything about this team we know they'll be better than last year i mean they'll make the tournament good god that was a disaster last year um no man i think a you know a final four run would just be poetic i'm not going to sit here and be like oh man winning the. Na-. i mean it's impossible you know if this dude goes out and wins his six on his last year i mean good
1: lord it'd be insane yeah
0: uh, it'd be insane but i you know i think uh a Sweet 16 is a is a hell of a year. Uh, yeah. But, the, I mean, I mean I, I, yeah. that's always the goal. Like, everyone's always like, oh, dude, they got everything. They should go. Like, this is not how life works. Yeah. But a, they should always, always be in the Sweet 16. I will say that.
1: Uh, and I will say, I think I, I'm not – and maybe this is just my thought process because I think Duke, especially recently, I mean they haven't won the regular season really that often. They that's had they because oh, they tripped up a few times. But the that. one spot, the one spot that they always and even like growing up is the ACC tournament. Yeah. I think if they win the ACC tournament and it's in Brooklyn again this year, it's back in Brooklyn. I wish it was in Greensboro just because that's like Greens. Oh, I really think bad. that should be the ACC tournament every year, but it's in Brooklyn. I think the last uh, two times it was in Brooklyn, Duke won it once, Virginia won it once. I can see just, like, them getting hot, like, hey, we're playing for Coach K, win the ACC tournament. We don't know. Like, once again, we just have so many unknowns about what this team's going to be. So I don't want to say, like, you got to make a Final Four, but I can just see this culmination. I can see, like, Duke celebrating an ACC tournament title, K, that, like, representative.
0: How many many times can you just – can you already see the press conferences of him addressing, it's not about me, it's about this team, each team. That's the the most sickening part for me.
1: That's the most sickening part for me. Because when it's when they lose, it's a life lesson. When they win, it's about the brotherhood, and I—that's what's going to be shoved down a throat. The dude, and I am not willing to take it. Yeah,
0: the dude. You know, he hasn't uh, helped himself uh, in the past couple of years by any
1: means. But the the only last thing I wanted to add, and I know we're backtracking here again about Shire, is just to put it in perspective. Because I do think, like, he's paid his dues. He's learned from Coach K. He's been in that position. The funny thing is, if you're thinking about this, like JJ Reddick still playing right now, and he's been playing. And if JJ, some like if JJ retired, and then tomorrow, like they announced, um, say that uh, Boston College hires JJ Reddick as head men's basketball coach, everyone be like, what? Like this dude's so young, he doesn't have the coaching experience. Blah blah, blah all this. Shire is way younger than JJ by what 5 5 years maybe because they didn't play together. JJ graduated
0: in uh 07.
1: Oh seven, I think Shire's first year. Yeah, it would have been like or yeah. So I maybe they were a year, they missed each other by a year I believe. Um and then if and then ever like he's so young he has no experience we're like he's also been playing elite basketball but so it's interesting to put this into perspective of a guy that is young that's just been on the staff and been around it much more versus someone that like if any NBA player right now retired even like Jawan Howard like oh he doesn't have the coaching experience outside being an assistant he wasn't playing that long ago like he was playing a lot and and so it really is their same age that coach K got the Duke job is the same age that Shire 33 34 I believe
0: Yeah. yeah Dude.
1: Yes. I, i'm happy for him. I, I love john shire I, it's one of the three duke people i actually like
0: yeah he's a good dude um so let's end it with this i've always said that when when he got years ago i mean almost eight i don't know when it was almost, yeah maybe almost a decade ago jesus when he won 900 in madison square garden and bob knight did the call um you would so okay so john shire right so if you want to beat coach k's all-time win record <laughs> you have to win 30 games per year for 30 years and you're still going to be 150 i you know he's over, he's got over a thousand now i can't remember i don't know what his count is you're still going to be like four or five seasons short of where you need to be 30 wins for 30 years dude like i i know we always talk about records that will never be beaten i don't know if anybody's getting to 1100 1150 i guess we got to get i should have known his his total win number but like I don't know if we're ever getting
1: to that. Like the pace, like, and I know like at the time, like even Wes Miller, when he got hired at UNCG, he was so young. I think he was still in his twenties when he, yeah. Um, And and I think he has
0: 1,170 wins. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, Wes
1: Miller was hired so young and he's got, let's see how many wins does he have under his belt? He's, Wes Miller has been coaching. He's been a head coach since 2011. And he's a successful one since 2011. So in 10 years, he's got 185 wins. 185. So over 10 years, it's like, it's not even, cl- and that's in a lower division. Like there's no way, like you have to literally.
0: 185. So he, in order for him to even crack it, he would need to be at 300 right now. he needs need to be by at now. 300 wins. And it's only
1: going to get tougher because Wes Miller, I said, he's been in the SOCON. Um, now he's going to the American and. Who knows? Maybe the ACC eventually. Yeah, just the
0: nature, right? Like people don't last forty-seven years. I mean, it's just not what happens. You know what I mean? Like that's just. So I don't know. You know, and all the guys right behind them. No one's gonna beat them. No one's gonna beat Bayheim. You know what I mean? Like no one's gonna get close. That's
1: the image. When does Bayheim then happen? This has to be a lot. That's what's most interesting because Bayheim's gonna be out when Buddy's out. Buddy's gonna be out this year. I can't like, like Buddy's done. So that's what's interesting. Is like. I tell you what,
0: Bayheim is not doing a farewell tour. That motherfucker. No. Is Let's see what,
1: how cool would that have been to have Roy, Beheim, and K basically all going out at the same time. It's like, I honestly like, want to tell Roy, as much as I hate UNC, dude, just come, please just do one more, one come more return. Back.
0: I know. I know. But
1: it's pretty yeah. wild. I mean, I, I, you've got, yeah, thousand seven. He's got, this is interesting. He's got 97 NCAA tournament wins. So a sweet, if he got uh, an Elite Eight,
0: so he gets the elite eight.
1: elite eight. An Elite Eight would be 100 NCAA tournament wins. Oh, um, could you imagine? Two and two in the NIT. I'll hold him to that. 500 NIT, Coach. Yeah. Um, five, yeah. Five Five Division one titles, 12 Final Fours, 15 ACC tournaments, 12 ACC regular seasons. I think he hasn't won a regular season since 2010. Um, That's but, insane. And then tournaments, it was, tw- last, it was 2011, and then it was 2017, 2019 seems like an every other year thing, potentially. Can we see if we make it 2021? But yeah. the, I think the wildest thing, and this shows you, though, um, that MVP awards, Coach of the Year Award, doesn't always mean – like everyone makes it like LeBron should be MVP of the NBA every year. The guy's only won three National Coach of the Years. Um, one was 89, it? One. 89 – no, 89, 92, and 99. The only time he won the Naismith College Coach of the Year Award. Wow. Um, nine, so not nine, 01, nine, not 2010, wow. not 2014. He only won NABC coach of the year in 91. Um, and then only five-time ACC coach of the year, which I think like Tony Bennett's almost caught up to him at that point. He's won 84, 86, 97, 99, and 2000. The he man hasn't he won, won an this ACC
0: season. coach of the year since 2000?
1: Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what? I, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if they named the coach of the year award after, after him. But, the man, but also the man hasn't won it in 20 years. Wild. Unless Wikipedia is showing tricks on me. That is – yeah, there's a trivia question probably. When was the last time Coach K won ACC Coach of the Year?
0: That's actually – that's like – Three
1: national titles since the last time he won Coach of the Year.
0: But again, like, you know, they don't win the regular season a lot. Yeah, that's weird, man.
1: Really odd. Crazy stuff. And then, obviously, Olympics – the um, yeah, we didn't even
0: talk about the Olympics. I mean, that risk, was yeah. talk about such a a risk for him to do. Oh, yeah,
1: big risk. Risk, I but risk reward. I will say that well, the yeah. fact that because the recruiting advantage they got from being all the USA Basketball oh. stuff and the fact to, to his credit, obviously, I mean, so did Beheim to a degree. So did Jay Wright because he's brought them in as assistants. He yeah,
0: coaches a team, Not cool, you know,
1: stuff. So now, but like being the face. I mean, you look at the one and dones. Obviously, it helped in the timeline of it. But um, I think the biggest thing – and I'll end my spout on him a bit with this is the respect that he was – it seemed that he gained from guys like Kobe, LeBron, Melo, all those guys. That resonated with me more than, honestly, more than anything. because I, I said, I don't I, – I can't stand Duke. I hate the brotherhood, like the whole moniker, all that stuff. But I do respect because the fact that all those guys – Every single one of them, at least publicly, speaks glowingly of him. Um, They all – he at least adapted to their egos, um, which um, is interesting because if you listen to JJ, he said of any of the coaches that – was like the biggest like guys that would like cuss him out. It was like Coach K is still by far number one dude. So like he's like – with the college guys, like, no, I'm a third. But the the ability to kind of take that ego away, coach the best in the world, bring us back into – gold glory i guess at the olympics you could say yep. um i think is a notch on his bet that, that if you want to compare john wood you obviously john has got the titles i personally like i i think k-, k is the best coach of all time and i think if anything that gold medal and what he did with usa basketball over the past couple past three olympics i guess i think puts him puts him above uh, above anyone else
0: yeah i agree and um yeah, man, I, I, the the Olympics definitely bring him bring him over the top. A risky thing. I mean, could you imagine if he actually took that Lakers job? Remember, passing, like it was that it was
1: close, miles. man. It was close.
0: It was so close. They're gonna give him forty million dollars, which was, was like close, man. Heard of? And it was close. Uh, thank God that dude said no. Two more natty chips. All right. Well, episode eighty-one. That's a wrap. Coach K's retiring. We're uh, we only have guaranteed. How many games do college teams play? Thirty-one.
1: Yeah, Wait. they're all I got yeah, they're guaranteed. No, the Kentucky team was thirty-eight and no. So we can Yeah, I but they went yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, if
1: you go all the way through. But we're guaranteed, we're gonna get right. less than forty, yeah, less than forty games.
0: Wild. Wild. That's-
1: Next right. episode, we do have to talk about the Celtics and Brad Stevens. Um, but Man, so little we'll teaser. The same but, yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah. Completely, completely cucked uh, Brad Stevens and the Celtics on that, which he probably honestly wanted because it was kind of some weird news. But we'll dive. We'll dive into that. Hopefully, I think we get close to the NBA draft stuff too. We'll start talking that and NBA playoffs. So a little college basketball focus now until we dive back into uh circles probably in the next uh, episode. yeah also if you're still listening shout out to Manscaped. Go shave your
0: balls. You know what I mean? Promo
1: code Green Light. Support the pod. Support Manscaped. Get your balls right.
0: Without <laughs> manscape. All right, we'll see you on episode 82. Dude, this is-
1: Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working
0: towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, and tell me what you working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. couple. Plus, Russells up next, and I got this crazy like Britney in the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots, like where the cops is. Come on.